0: You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, best of 2020, side B. Rob, episode Rob who the hell's that? Number 165. Did we, did we get our third guy back? It's the same voice you heard in side A, gentlemen. That's oh. me, Jimmy. Yes, guys, I'm awake now, and it's uh, very good to be back. Very good to be on the other side of 2021, although 2020.
1: No, no, no. We're on the other side of 2020. Not 2021.
0: That's right. Let's just start that all over again. <laughs> you were listening to the Give Me 5 podcast episode The Fuck 165 episode best of. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> <laughs> You were listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode number 165, best of 2020, side B. What's hilarious is you Rock. did it perfectly fine the first time and <laughs>
1: the second time.
0: Noted- Who the hell's wrong? that? <laughs> that? Is that our third guy? It's me. I'm back. Excited to be back with you on the other side of 2020, starting off a new year. I got hitched, as we said in the last episode, was a very nice time with some family from overseas. And uh, I'm really feeling the effects of being 36 and trying to go into a bouncy house.
1: Ooh. Fuck, man. That, that just pains me thinking about it.
0: <laughs> I don't. It's but it like, is good
1: to have you back, Jimmy.
0: Oh, thank you so much. um, the only way I could liken it is to running on the beach, right which I mean you get tired so much faster when you're mm-hmm. when you're running on the beach, and it's like running through a gauntlet of um people on dirt bikes with uh jousting gear um. <laughs> Like Night Riders. Maybe. One of our movies. Might be mentioned um, here later on. But yeah. I get what yeah. you're saying.
1: But what does that have to do with Moss?
0: Yes.
2: You you want to liken it? Oh, uh, yes. 2021 is not starting, starting off well. Starting
0: off great. Oh, but,
2: but
1: you know what? Is... It totally reminds me of my favorite meme, which was 2020 is about to turn 21 and start drinking.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. So, buckle up, hold on to your butts. This is the Give Me Five Podcast, a semi entertaining show about very entertaining things. This is the year in top five spectacular. This is our side B. So, on this side, we will cover our top five kids' movies, movies, worst side B movies, holy shit moments, and things that you got you through 2020 as well as breakout performances and the top five performers of the year. My name is Pestilence, and I am joined by Famine. Hi, guys. And Lucifer. Famine, I told you to be less pleasant. Oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to be, am I? No, Rob's pleasant. you
1: Pestilence.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right. Maybe he I'm not. Rob said hello great. like he was a like hosting a children's show. It's like a famine, happy fun hour with
0: <laughs> children that have been shaken repeatedly.
2: Yes. So let's let's explain what we're doing here. We're doing top fives. This is the second part of it, and hopefully, you guys had a chance to listen to side A. And this is the grand finale of 2020 movies and all the big name stuff. And I think we should just get going. Oh, and we do have a guest list from our patron of unusual size, Alec. He has donated in some answers for our best kids movies and top five movies. So we will get to those oh, yeah. as we go. through. Oh, yeah,
0: man. Always good to have uh, a voice of reason. <laughs> yes, always good to have
2: uh, listener uh, content. We, we We like that. So. We're going to start off with best kids movies. I did separate this out from regular movies okay. because um, in the past there was a, a much broader grouping of movies and it was sometimes very hard for a children's movie to rise to the top. And of course, usually I had my child also partake in this and he did help me with making this list. Uh,
1: however, this year yeah. it was kind of sparse when I was doing, I was like, Oh,
2: shit, that's yeah. right.
1: This movie didn't come out this year. Everything got delayed. And I was like, Damn.
2: yeah, So you know what? I think, let's start off with Alec. We didn't do that last episode. Can I do that? Yeah, Shit, It's our
1: our episode. We can do what we want.
2: It's our show. So he's got a top four list of best kids movies. Uh, Number four, Scoob. Okay. Written uh, written by the guy that wrote The Christmas Chronicles. Number three, Sonic the Hedgehog came out this year, and I actually felt like this was a lot longer ago. It really felt like it came out in 2019. It really seems like
1: it was a lifetime ago at this point.
2: Yeah, which I'm pretty sure that was the last film I actually saw in a theater. Uh, number two, onward, which might well I which I was planning on seeing in the theater, but didn't. And number one, very recently released on Christmas Day, Soul. So number one for Alec is Soul. Great movie, great movie. And I will let you guys go.
0: All right. Well, we'll haven. see you later then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fine.
1: Screw you, Greg.
2: Like, yeah. You can hear your microphones just hitting the ground as you and your headphones
0: being <laughs> pulled off. Probably. Yeah,
3: I'm
1: done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know, and I can I can kind of round this out a little bit here. Um, I've got four, okay. so I will do. Uh, number four is going to be Scoob. Mm-hmm. Uh, very fun, just easy to kind of tune off and just watch, even if you're not a small child. Uh, number three is going to be well shoot let me just do man because i don't know i watched soul and it was like ugh. so i mean i guess it's a pixar film so let's do this um number th- four is yeah scoob number three is going to be babysitter's guide to monster hunting oh snap
2: uh-huh yeah, snap.
1: i knew someone was gonna forget it
0: it's tough right Number two is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog. I saw that just a couple of weeks ago with my nieces. and Man, it was good. It was so much fun. It was so cute. Uh, and my number one is going to be Soul. Um, I nice. watched that with them as well. And there were a lot of questions that had to be answered that I said, go ask your mother. So, <laughs> number four, kids' movies. Nice.
1: All right. My yeah. turn. Sure. Yeah. All right. At number 5, I've got Scoob. At number 4, I've got Christmas Chronicles 2. At number 3, I've got Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting. Excellent. At number 2, I've got Trolls 2. Troll 2. No, no, no. no. You a good. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no.
0: Okay.
2: There's at least somewhere in the world, some family that wanted to watch Trolls 2 and started watching Troll 2. And they were
1: like, this is stupid.
2: (laughs) And got halfway into it and were like, I don't think this is the right movie.
1: (laughs) Isn't this supposed to be a cartoon? Yeah. Trolls World Tour, I believe, is the actual title. of it. Yes, that is correct. And my number one, the first movie in a long time, actually might be the first movie ever, that... Legitimately, made me cry. And that's onward. Uh, and there's a couple movies there that you can add to your list, Jimmy, to give you a five. Because you started
0: at four. I'll. I did. Um, I only had four, but um I'll add onward to that um, because I do plan on. Okay, seeing so it I'm going to go. And this was, of course, by myself helped out by my child
2: with boxes so, of tissues. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh God. Yeah, that's gonna be a hmm? one. cheater. cheater. Uh, yeah, we, well, are you frozen? Uh, so <laughs> technically, frozen my number five was touching his crudes too, because <laughs> he put. We watched that together. It was, it was fun. Um, I didn't. I hadn't seen the first one, so I didn't really know much about it. And then I did. We got the first one, and then we we rented the second one. So very fun movie. But that's that's my number six now, because my number five is Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting. Thanks to Rob for reminding me. because so I went all animated for the most... Well, I thought I did, but...
1: Technically, I think it was Jimmy that reminded you. I just yeah. said someone would forget it.
2: Yeah. Number four, Sonic the Hedgehog. Again, didn't realize it came out in 2020, but it did. It took a, a while to retool the movie, and it was worth it, because it was a fun movie. Number three, Trolls 2, or Trolls World Tour really fun little movie. That one has probably been the one of these that we watched the most. Cause I, we rented it and watched it a bunch of times we rented it. And then I bought it when it came out on, on video.
1: It really is cute.
2: Yeah. Uh, number two onward, which was great. I was really, this was like the Pixar movie that I was looking so forward to when I saw the trailers and it was great. And, and yeah, it made me cry and it was fun movie. But number one is going to be soul. Uh, music sounds great in that movie. The score of that movie, Jimmy, did you see who did the score of that movie?
0: I freaked out when I saw it. Trent yeah. Reznor and
2: Atticus Ross. Yes. So I was like, what? Not uh, that they didn't do the 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 jazz stuff, but they did all of the like otherworldly sounds. So Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails fame, for all of you out there, all of you people out there that don't know who that is, did the the score of that movie. Now I have to watch it again and
0: focus on that. You know who else is scoring movies? Which We had this conversation in the patron-only chat the other day about Blade, um, how awesome the soundtrack was. There's a a track on there um, called Dealing with the Roster, and that's by Junkie XL. Junkie XL is scoring movies now, so it's like...
1: I have no idea who that is.
0: Junkie, well, aside from the name Junkie XL. Um, he did a lot of, like, harder techno-electronica stuff. You know, almost kind of like Trent Reznor, you know, with nine-inch nails. He's-
1: and I'm guessing that's the scene where Blade takes out the, the shower room full of vampires.
0: No, that was, um, was it?
1: The opening scene? I mean, no, do you think with the roster, sounds like he's just mowing through a bunch of vampires.
0: That was, a um, that wasn't that. That was, um, confusion. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a a new order remix. But yeah, and aside there, but yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, crazy stuff. I was like, "What?"
2: It's weird that you know, we we're always like, "Oh, we're getting older," and then you kind of forget that other people get older and more uh the the rough edges get, you know, sanded down there.
1: Especially when musicians get older. Yeah, because you don't expect them to.
2: Exactly. Except for uh Keith Richards.
1: <laughs> that dude is never going to die. Rob, I swear to God.
2: Swear to God, if you kill Keith Richards, there's going to be problems. We're going to go from kids' movies to top five movies of 2020. This was a tough one.
1: It really was, because like, like we were saying, a lot of stuff either got pushed back or didn't get released or whatever. So a lot of my movies, at least, I don't know about you guys, a lot of my movies were stuff that actually came out for streaming, like on Netflix and stuff like that. Stuff that wouldn't normally have made my list. Yeah. It's just because of the the lack of content as far as the movie front is concerned. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that they did release wasn't fantastic.
2: I pretty much listed all of the ones I saw that I would consider. And there was like 22 of them. And then it was just, it was tough to organize.
0: I, I can't really say that this was a, a difficult decision for me. Really? They all kind of just just came up.
1: Well, why don't you hit us with it then, Jimmy? Yeah.
0: I'll do it. Um just for the sheer
1: Right in our face holes.
0: Yeah. Oh. For um this is a movie that really kind of grew on me over time. Um and that's gonna be uh The Devil All the Time. Oh, that's my number five. Shitty movie. It was it was I I loved it. I love just the oppressive, just, just heaviness of that movie. The all-star cast, the acting was phenomenal. Um, You, you had another life
1: where you lived through the Great Depression, didn't you?
0: I haven't gone through uh, past life regression therapy, but I know where I can. And, uh, I don't know, maybe I did. I, yeah, The Road, yeah, by, um... Uh
2: Corbin something or Corb- Corbin Corbin Barnson? No.
0: <laughs> shit. That book was, was phenomenal. Um and who is that? But, I'm looking. Cormac yeah. McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy, The Road, that I I love that stuff. So no surprise that my number four movie of the year was The Dark and the Wicked. Another mm. very, very just heavy Heavy movie. Um, God, there's a couple in there. I didn't realize. Uh, I number you, three. uh what's that?
1: D- Dark and Wicked was depressing as well. Oh hell yeah.
0: Jimmy's reading through this. He's like, shit, I've got a problem. <laughs> you. Number three is another movie about Beth, and that's Soul. So uh, not only was it a, a good movie, you know, made by a studio that makes movies for quote kids and big kids alike. Uh, soul also made my top five movies list
1: and see i didn't really like it all that much
0: well too bad um my number two movie of the year was possessor um, i wanted to see that i didn't see it fuck man is it good is it depressing yeah it's Sick, it, bitch. it's heavy uh and my number one is another extraordinarily depressing film <laughs> It's an Amazon exclusive uh that's the sound of metal. I wanna see that the uh, sound of I can't really metal talk about too much without giving it away, but um highly highly recommended might be talking about that again later
2: yeah, and it's the
0: next thing I'm watching i'm I've been it's rushing
2: through trying to watch stuff. It's
0: pretty tough, man.
2: it's not a fun heavy metal movie, yeah. So it, uh, yeah, it stars uh, what Riz Ahmed, who was uh, Riz Ahmed.
0: Yeah, he was um, body rook.
2: Yeah, on Rogue one, and he was also in The Night of, which is a great series on HBO. Rob, you know, now let's do let's do Alex's list here. Okay, he's got uh, number five, Bad Boys for Life, came out right before the pandemic. It was not she came out in January? I did not get a chance to see it then, and I just watched it recently. Number four, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Number
0: three, Defy oh, Blood. Shit. That feels like it was a million years ago. Bill and Ted Face the Music? Yeah. July? Right, that's. I'm going to put that as number three on my list. That's going to replace Soul, and Soul will live on the showroom zones. So, there you go. A little addendum there. Okay. But it's
2: also going to live on as number two in Alex List, Soul. And number one, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which I have not seen yet. But that is, oh, I believe, the, that is the last movie uh, that Chadwick Boseman did before passing away.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I got to see that at some point as because of that. Yeah. That, that still hurts, man. Oh, every time.
1: I am but, sad that they're doing away with the Black Panther. I really wish that they would find somebody else to take that to take that mantle i mean and like you said i mean it's it's the character itself is completely designed to have a replacement Mm -hmm. so yeah just for the significance that the character provides they really should recast it
2: Mm -hmm. so do you want to do do you want to go with your top five i can okay
1: almost none of the movies on my list were in anybody else's list so far so I do have an honorable mention. It my, my list is pretty much almost all streaming stuff. But my honorable mention, it's a movie that surprised me. I very much enjoyed it. It was funny. It was cute. I needed it. And that's Hubie Halloween. Very much enjoyed that movie. My number five is going to be quite literally the only movie that I saw in the theater this year. On, or the only movie on my list that I saw in the theater this year.
2: And that's Call of the Wild. Okay. I didn't. En- it's, it's finally on streaming. So I got to see that.
1: I did enjoy that movie very much. I liked it a lot. My number four movie is going to be one from an actress that we've talked about numerous times on this podcast. Because she's very good as Eleven in Stranger Things. And that's going to be Enola Holmes. Okay. Yeah, you talked very highly of that when you reviewed it. I did enjoy that very much. My number three movie is going to be Bill and Ted Face the Music. My number two movie, largely because of how surprisingly entertaining it actually was. Because I don't usually like... I always screw his name, Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. But The Gentleman was super fun. I see that too.
2: Did you happen to see The Gentleman, Jimmy? I did not, no. You guys reviewed that on an episode that I wasn't there. The Gentleman was super
1: fun. Matthew McConaughey, Colin Farrell. It, it, I, I enjoyed it a lot. But my number one came out, I want to say it was fairly shortly after everything was locked down. So it wasn't, it wasn't at the start of the pandemic, but it was after in the things,
2: summer. I know, I know what your number one is going to be.
1: It was. It was after things were fairly well entrenched in the whole lockdown. And that's going to be the Charlize Theron.
2: Old guard.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. <clears throat> it was one of the stream movies that very well could have ended up in the theater.
1: Yes, and it. And you could have seen it doing decently in the theater. I mean, it probably wouldn't have been the blockbuster for the year, but it would have done well.
2: Yeah, so are we bumping Soul out of top five movies and only to kids' movies? Because I have it in my top five as well. That's what Jimmy did. Okay, so I'll... I'll I, mean, I did,
0: because they were just better...
2: You know, I forgot about Bill Fed. Yeah. So that would, that would have been number two in mine, sure. but... Okay. So we are going to go with, for mine... And you had Old Guard, that was, like, there's Old Guard and Project Power, and a couple of those movies came out around the same time.
1: I considered Project Power, but...
2: And I act- I like Project Power a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that was going to be in, uh, my number six there. My number, uh, so with Soul Gone, I'm just going to bump everyone up. Uh, Arch Enemy is now number five. Had a cool experience, gotten a chance to watch that.
0: That's in music, Greg. Arch enemy. That's the band. Is it arch
2: nemesis? Is that what it is? Did I write it down wrong? Wow. You're, you're you're screwing that's my a head.
0: Joke I make to Kerwin in the patron only chat all the time. I know, I know.
2: Now, see, now I'm. Now you've screwed me up. Anyway, that's number five. Number four, Bad Boys for Life. Really enjoyed that movie. Number three, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Number two, this will most likely win the Academy Award this year unless there's any surprises. Uh, that's going to be Menk, which I just finished watching. It is a black and white film. It is the story of the potential real writer of Citizen Kane, uh, uh, Herman Mankovich, Mankovich. And he's an alcoholic in the 30s, and he was a writer, and he was... Uh, his brother was a writer. It's just a kind of a Weird story, but it was written by David Fincher's father, directed by David Fincher as part of one of his, uh, his... David Fincher has a deal with Netflix, I guess, where he has to provide, or he gets to make movies that are released right on Netflix. The reason I like this movie so much is it looks like a movie made in 1930s. It doesn't look like a regular movie that was black and white. And, okay, it's the 1930s, it's black and white. The the camera angles, the the phrasing... The, mu- the score is also done by Trent Reznor, but it sounds like it's right out of 1934. Mm. Uh, it's, it's good, but you have to pay attention to it and you have to know the history behind it. Or else you're going to be like, what? Why do I care? Because it's kind of a mystery movie, just like Citizen Kane, without it being a real mystery movie. It's not like a murder movie. It's like they're trying to figure out who actually wrote Citizen Kane, basically. In it. And number one, this is a movie that I actually stopped it halfway through. Because I was enjoying it so much that I didn't really want it to end. So I actually paused and, like, went and got food and, like, it's like, whoa. And that is actually the Beastie Boys story documentary.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: Because I I knew enough about the Beastie Boys history to know where it was going. So I knew about how much was going to be left on it. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't want this to end. So I did. I stopped it. and. Oh.
0: I got so, a free year of uh Apple Plus so I should actually get on. There. Yeah, that was
2: that was my number one. It's it was very well researched, very well done and that um it just when as soon as that's the first one I thought of. I was like yeah, you know, it was the one I enjoyed the most on the year. So Beastie Boys story was my number one movie of the year, which I'm hoping now that I look back at it and it wasn't a multi-episode thing because I don't think it was. <laughs> like maybe that's why I stopped, but I don't know. It was it was good. Nice.
0: All right guys, what's from the yet? best yeah.
2: Do the worst. I am very intrigued about this one to see what, what we got. I, I actually did. went, when I came up with this, I went through every episode we did and wrote down the names of every movie we covered. Yeah.
0: Wasn't. So, That's awesome. This is just the three of us. Yeah. This wasn't a hard one for me. So I'll I go know. ahead and go. My number five. Worst movie that we reviewed on our side B episodes this year. Um was Thanksgiving Three.
1: Oh really?
0: Yeah. I hated the third one. Um number four was Fart movie. <laughs> number three was Cherry Two thousand. Number two, Night Riders. And my number one most hated film. That we reviewed on our Side B episodes. Greg, thank you so much. I knew it was going to be your number one. What is it? Just go ahead and say it. Private Resort. Private Resort. Yep. So there's my five most hated Side B. That
2: movie did everything wrong, including not understanding how machine guns work, or women, for that matter. (laughs) Yep. There you go. (laughs) Rob. Actually, I'll go next. Okay. Since I'm already talking. Number five. Now, we are talking about how bad the movies are. It doesn't have anything to do with watchability. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five from episode 153, Troll 2. The episode called the one where we do Troll 2. Number four. number uh, From episode 145, it's called Rob, Go Fuck Yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's called Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Shark. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, that could have also been Frank and Shark.
1: Oh, uh, God. I I shark. loved the description of that episode, by the way. Oh. The, the description of that episode is, Rob discovered a three-pack of shark movies at Walmart for $5. Does anything about that sentence sound good? <laughs> nope. Nope. You're in for a treat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> does not. That is number four. Number three, elves. Rapey elves. Hard, hard to get that out of your mind. Ruin Christmas for me. And I picked
0: it. Completely ruined
2: Christmas for Greg. Yeah, 162. Uh, episode, in fact, we did Elves of wait, no, you you were not part of that episode. You I was and- not, I'm not going to go back and watch it either. <laughs> uh, number two, episode 147, a, a movie that I hated as a kid and continue to hate it. It's actually the probably the biggest budget, most famous movie on here. That was Flash Gordon. Didn't like it. Sorry, Rob.
1: Mm. That's fine.
2: And number one, the reason why I knew it was Jimmy's number one, because it was also mine, episode 139, Private Resort. Wow. My list is slightly different. Although, actually, I did forget Fart, so Fart was probably worse than all those, to be honest. Fat. Yeah, fat. F.A.R.T for no reason. Okay, go on. So, my list is actually going to have an honorable
1: mention because i included one that i believe you included in yours but it was not actually done on a side b episode okay but it has to be mentioned because it was absolutely horrendous that is the shark three pack yeah that was done on a side a episode and I believe that was, the, that was the same episode we covered Jaws?
2: It yeah, it? we did Jaws. We, we did Jaws and Balanced, which was a great shark movie, and Balanced out with three terrible shark movies.
1: Yeah, and they were terrible. Absolutely. But my number five actually is a movie that I think you really liked. I hated it. And that's Brain Candy.
2: Oh, I love that movie. Yeah.
1: I hated it. Absolutely terrible. I think I just didn't understand the comedy of kids in the hall because I hated, I hated that comedy troupe too. I didn't like anything that they did. I hated the show and all of it. love so, the kids in the hall. My number four is going to be frogs.
2: Don't like clip art or not clip art, <laughs> uh, but, uh, footage, clip footage of, uh, frogs.
1: Yeah. Stock footage.
2: Yeah, stock footage area.
1: No, it was not a good movie. My number three is going to be Miami Connection. Another absolutely horrendous movie.
0: The movie that people are like, oh,
1: I love how bad that movie is. And it's like, no, no it's just not. It's, like, it's just bad. Not good. My number two is a movie that is nigh unwatchable. And that's Thanksgiving 3. But my number one movie, a movie I could not wait to turn off. I did not want to finish the movie, but I did it because we were covering it. And it is by far the worst piece of shit I've ever been forced to sit through. And that's Fart the movie.
2: <laughs> Which you would think that would be find some way to be good, but it was not. It, it not was. at all. Not even close. Nope. I was like,
0: this it was is nasty.
1: It, it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Disjointed. It didn't make any sense. The I was like, what are we no, stop. Can I can I stop the movie now? Fast forward? Can I play it at like three times speed and kind of listen to him just blabber? I mean, does that work? Yeah. Absolutely horrendous. That's my that's my top worst five. Very good.
2: Very good. Did we do Robo, Robo Vampire was a year ago then? Over a year ago then, that right? Was, that was, that was like 2019. A ago, gotcha. yeah. That would have been your number one. So now I'm not sure how many of you guys did this one. This is going to be... The next one on our list is Holy Shit Moments. Yeah, I did. Okay, and I think we're Now, here's the deal. Uh, this is where spoilers might happen. I'm yeah. going to try to be good about that. However... Jimmy, uh, when I get to number two, I want you to go away. You you cannot be there for number two. I will not say it, but I don't even want you to have an inkling of what it is. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to go first so we don't forget that. Rob, you already told me beforehand that you did not do that. Correct. Okay. My honorable mention, this is because it is not the type of entertainment we cover. We were recording on March 11th. I looked over my shoulder because I have a TV there. And it, that was when this is when the NBA oh. indefinitely suspended their entire season while we were recording. And that was when the pandemic got very real from, oh, it's going to be a couple of weeks. They're going to try to figure out what's going on to, oh, shit, the uh, millions of dollars just went out the window. And it obviously got worse, but that was the holy shit real life moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it would just happened while we were recording. So that's that. Number five, it is from The Mandalorian. The introduction of and yeah, sorry, I guess spoilers, Mandalorian spoilers if you haven't watched it yet, whatever. The introduction of Ahsoka with her being a badass in the fog mm, and oh. the way they were they introduced her. Yep. Number four, this is what I never ever thought I would cover on the show, but it literally caused me to say holy shit, and that was when I heard when I saw the live stream of post Malone covering Nirvana,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it was so good. It was super good. And I was like, holy shit. Because I would have never thought that. And he was wearing a dress. Yeah. Which yeah, makes very sense. That was on April 24th. Things. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, number three. Show I just talked about. Mythic Quest. Uh, episode five is a very weird episode. Of that show. Where it doesn't. It jumps back to the 90s. With characters that don't exist. It's got um, uh, Jake. Whatever his name is. it with got the weird nose. That's the voice of Peter Parker. In. In. Uh, the in Spider-Verse. I think he's from I forget what he's from. He's from a, a TV the TV show uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Jake Owen? No. Um Jake Jake Wilson. No. No, you're that's Owen Wilson, but no, it's Jake. Oh,
1: well it's Owen Wilson's brother.
2: No, that's no. Have jacked up noses. Yeah. No, he's he's the dude from Or no, wait, maybe I'm the thinking. movie with the the TV show with the girl with the uh brown hair really blue eyes who's an elf like the quirky girl either way i'm I'd say jake jackson or jake johnson or something anyway uh it's got him in it and the rest of the show doesn't and it's basically shows a husband and wife that start a gaming company to like by, in the early 90s like the height of gaming and you're like what the hell why is episode five this when all the other episodes are about something else mm-hmm and then there's a payoff on it. I think episode seven or episode eight. And I, I don't know if, if are you guys going to watch the show because I could it, I could kind of spoil it, but it's good. Probably not. Okay. Oh, he's Jimmy's off. So basically, the husband and wife it shows their whole relationship, and in 30 minutes they like show the creative differences and how it left it to stuff. And they, when they get their own gaming studio, they carve their initials on a column, mm-hmm. and. They're become, in the f- normal times, there is a whole storyline where the the money person is trying to get them to do things with the game, like add uh, loot boxes and stuff like that, that they don't want to do. And the guy <clears throat> that runs the game is like, I'm not going to do it because if you see this carving on this thing, this is the previous studios here and it broke up because of, that, of people not following their thing. But they like never explained it in episode five and then they paid it off in episode eight. So,
1: hmm, okay.
2: Okay, so here's number two. Jimmy's not listening. The death of somebody in Battleground. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. So. That was like, oh, like I it was one of those because they had teased deaths before. I was like, oh, there's gonna be something that happens. It was a dream. It was a whatever. And then it was real. I was like, oh, shit. I actually had to. I paused it for a moment. I was walking the dog. I was like, whoa.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And my number one was the Luke Skywalker Mandalorian reveal. I had no idea that that was going to happen. And as soon as I saw that ship, I was like, "Oh, wow!" Actually, it was that as soon as I saw the hop out of the ship? Because the ship could have been those those other guys from the other yeah. episode. But yeah, so that was mine. Okay. Well,
1: and I, I would include another one on a list for mine, and that would be when when the Razor Crest was destroyed. Up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit.
3: Yeah, but yeah, okay. your your number back. two would so, make
1: my list. I had forgotten about that. Your number two would definitely make my list. Number one, yes, I agree. So, there you go. You can steal my list.
2: Okay, Jimmy, welcome back. There you go.
0: Thank you so much. Um,
2: the boy's penis guy would have probably made your list Up,
0: <laughs> That was funny. All right. My number five holy shit moment is going to be the death of a certain character. In the Supernatural finale. Oh. Uh, I have not seen that yet. A certain character, yes. So we'll leave it at that. Um, my number four is going to be from The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Uh, Sarah, can you go ahead and stand up to your full height for me? Mm. I was like,
3: Oh, shit!
0: And just like, threw shit down, I was just, like, stomping around, I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, this incompetent fucking cop, is just, ah, it was just a huge turnaround in that movie for me, um, my number three moment is going to be Good Riddance Stormfront, um, from The Boys Season 2, it was, uh, shocking, but also very much a, um, a hell yes moment. hmm Number two is going to be the complete, total entirety of Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. <laughs> yes! Not, like, what? That, yeah, no, that shit actually happened. And, and weird shit continues to happen surrounding that. So I don't know how I forgot all that. I didn't remember the Tiger King at all, mm-hmm. this entire thing. Yeah.
2: All you it. blocked it out. I, I never finished, finished it. It, it was batshit crazy. Yeah. And you never finished it? I'm, I still have not watched the last episode.
3: What?
0: Why?
2: Because uh, my wife sleeps like you. Like so whenever normal we started person, watching it, right? she would fall asleep. So it would take us multiple episodes and then... Other stuff came out before I got a chance. So, like, every episode t- took me two days to watch. Yeah,
0: staying up until should... 5, 6 o'clock in the morning isn't normal, Greg. Three. Three. Okay. Uh, and my number one is going to be... You guessed it. It was your number one. Uh, but it is Luke Skywalker on The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I had no idea.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone
0: did. I don't know how they did it.
2: Well, I know how they did it, but I I don't know how they snuck it out without anyone.
0: I mean, I, people I've talked to would be like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, you knew it was going to be him and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I didn't. No, I mm-hmm. didn't. The, the timeline confused the shit out of me. So, like.
1: And I've talked to a lot of people who have had issues figuring out when the Mandalorian takes place. And I'm like, I thought we established that.
0: We did. And then I,
1: I kind of like... Well, no, I mean, but I thought they had already established that in the show, mm-hmm. in that it takes place after the fall of the Death Star, after the events of Return of the Jedi, but before the events of A New Hope, or not A New Hope, Remnant. Uh Before the events of uh, The Force Awakens. Yep. So it takes place very shortly after the events of Return of the Jedi.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, those are my top five holy shit moments. Nice. Meeting. Now this we've got three more left here.
2: Uh one of which oh wait, hold on, did I I want to check to see if Alec has one on here. I don't think he did. Um did not. Okay, cool. Uh so I was I was thinking of uh you know think what other things or what things really got us through twenty twenty, because you know of course we were all fine, but Obviously, everyone had their own little problems in 2020. But there were some things that that I, that I looked back and was like, wow, I was really glad that that existed. And um, what's funny is uh, for this one specifically, like I quit that Star Wars game that was taking up most of my time in March, right when everything shut down, and I didn't go back to it because it was just a money grab. Mm-hmm. So I think what ended up happening here is I was like, okay, Let's let's see what other things I did. So, uh, anyone want to go first, or did, it, did you guys do this one? Well, you well I, know, do. I know that
1: your top three were all masturbation. So,
2: yep. Well, yeah. Different types, though. Hand, uh, machine guided, and anal. There you go. Oh, yeah. I could do four: machine guided, anal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. 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 So, what well, things got you guys through twenty twenty? Who's got this? Or is it only me? I, I have it.
0: Okay. I do, too. Okay, do it. No, you do it. Fine, I'll do it. Do it.
2: Number six. Machine-guided anal should be the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Weird Japanese snacks. Mm. I ordered one of those boxes from uh, the the Japanese. Uh, it's called Tokyo Treat. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I ordered that. It was going to take a while That's to get here. insensitive. The Tokyo Treat thing? You ordered one of those boxes from the Japanese.
2: <laughs> it, was from, it was from the Japanese. Uh, I also went to, first of all, while I was waiting for that to show up, I went to a, an, an Asian market and got a bunch of stuff. And my child and I tried new snacks. So it was trying new food, stuff that I would normally do at Epcot. I did via a box. Uh, number four, never been much of a board game person, but did a lot of board gaming this year, particularly uh, horrified. But a bunch of other ones, the the villainous one, there's a bunch of board games and, you know, sitting there with my family at night and playing it, especially in October. October is a big board game month. Uh, live streams of concert was number three. Uh, Pearl Jam released a bunch of live streams and donated the money to their, their crew to get them through because if there's no shows, their crew isn't getting paid. Uh, but also, you know, other events, uh, Quarantine Kitchen with Alton Brown was good. Uh, different EDM shows doing out of people's apartments and stuff. Um But mostly Pearl Jam's ones were great. I would actually sit there, have some wine, light some candles, and I would enjoy a nice Pearl Jam show. Uh, Number two, uh, two phone games. Plans for Zombies 2, which I am almost done with. Because I play it, you know. Play it when I'm pooping. No. Yeah. So I play that. And also Pokemon Go, because you could walk around your own neighborhood. And they made a lot of changes to the game to make it easier to play at home. Cleaning balloons so you could battle people, stuff like that. Uh, walking around the neighborhood and you're not really in your neighborhood anymore. You can go chase Pokemon, ride around a bike, that type of stuff. But my number one, the thing that kept me occupied and going through 2020, was the listeners and our chat room. Oh my God. I like those people except for Kerwin. Because he's naughty. Mm, Kirwin, I love I, it. And I And that's why I, I don't like him, but I love him. But thank you, listeners. Thank you, patrons. And that you guys gave me new stuff to watch and people to chat with. So thank you. That's my five things.
0: Now it's your turn. Cool. Well, since I gave you such a hard time about going first, my number five is going to be um, the game that you quit playing in March because I still have a lot to do in that game. That's Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. This is all, so these are my, like, apps that got me through. This is my number five, Duolingo, uh, Pokemon Go, and Star Wars. Number
2: four is... You should Fortnite. have done the Duolingo one in Spanish.
0: Uh, it's it's still Duolingo. There you go. In Spanish. Uh, number four is Zelda Breath of the Wild and uh, my Nintendo Switch. So... Um, That kept me going. Number three is the podcast. So um, recording, editing, writing, talking to our listeners, uh, interacting with our listeners and our friends. um, Because they're not just listeners. They are indeed our friends. Number two, unemployment benefits. (laughs) I haven't worked since March. My industry died overnight um i have had sporadic work here and there but without the unemployment benefits um i would not have been able to do number 1 and that is my wedding so planning my wedding which was a a very stressful uh thing to do i think without having that or my wife um i don't know it it would have been very very, very difficult. So, those are my number five, or my my five things that got me through twenty twenty. Excellent. Thank you.
1: Well, my my number five is one that probably shouldn't have been on the list, but it was because I spent a large portion of twenty twenty looking for stuff and
0: shopping. Online shopping, hunting for G.I. Joes and doing all that other crap. The great G.I. Joe hunt of 2020.
1: Yeah, super pain in the ass. But shopping kept me going. It gave me something to do. Number four, the opposite of Jimmy. Because his industry died overnight. Mine, however, did not. Had a lot of people die? We, we kept going. We slowed down for about a month. We slowed down for about a month, but then after that, it was just nonstop. Balls to the wall. I mean, we were, we were staying late almost all the time. Uh, My work did not dry up at all. So, I mean, it slowed down for about a month, but that was it. And then we were back at the grindstone. My number three, I'm going to combine two of them because I used both of them very frequently and that's Netflix and Disney plus Pornhub. Yes. And Pornhub. But Netflix and Disney plus gave me hours of entertainment during the quarantine. My number two is going to be the podcast gave me stuff to do, gave me stuff to watch, directed some of my activities And everything that goes with it, such as the Discord chat, chatting with you crazies, was super pleasant. And we had a lot of fun, a lot of interesting discussions as well. (laughs) And number one is going to be my PS4. I spent a lot of time playing on my PS4.
0: And that's my
2: time. Nice. Yeah, all of us had our, our own ways. Uh, so the last two yes. awards of the year, the the five E's, I think. We've got breakout performers. So these are going to be performers that rose to the top. They might have been around for a while, but you didn't think much of them. They might have mm-hmm. been new performers. Might have just found out about them. Yeah. So I've got a top five breakout performer. Right, let me see if... Alec does. I know Rob does not. Correct? No, I do.
1: I mean, I. I, I mean, I might name one, but I. I don't know that I.
2: Would. You can. You can nod your head if I touch up one, or you go
0: ahead name one.
1: No, no, no. I'll. I'll let you guys go first.
0: Okay. Jimmy, would you like to go? Yeah, sure. Go. Ahead. Uh, number five is Aiden Gallagher. Who that is? Umbrella Academy season two. He's seven. Oh, he was in the first season. Mm-hmm. Cool. But he really guided uh, season two, I believe. He was the, the cornerstone of that season. And I think he had a really breakout season. Uh, number four, Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. her big year. Number three, Maria Bakalova from Borat, subsequent movie film. Number two, Kaelin Springle. From the Midnight Sky. And I haven't seen that, yet. that was her debut. Uh, it was very good. And number one, Riz Ahmed from The Sound of Metal and an absolute tour de force. One of the best performances I've seen in film.
2: Um I, I feel like the other reason he's not on my list is because I haven't watched that yet.
0: Yeah. Oh man. It's oof. Yeah. So that is my list.
2: Nice. Thank you.
0: So my list starts off with
2: someone I found uh, on Facebook, which I've been trying to cut back on, not use at all. But uh, I was scrolling and there was this girl with super curly hair. And she was singing an 80s like hair metal song, I'll Never Let You Go by Steelheart, which is. A hard as hell song to sing, and she was nailing it. And her name is Mariah For Mica. It's M O R I A I A H for Micah. F O R M I C A. Um, look her up, you know. Check her out on YouTube. She has got the best female metal vocal voice, uh, on par with you know the women from Heart, uh, Nancy Wilson, on par with uh, Pat Benatar. Yeah, you, know, you name awesome badass female vocalist and she is there. Uh did awesome Christmas song covers, did just check her out. Um that's Mariah from Micah. Then I think Jimmy stole my list. Because number four. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, number sorry. four, Jonathan Majors from Lung, Lovecraft Country and The Five Bloods. I wrote it just like that. Uh Maria Bakalova, my number three. Um she was uh she was great as Borat's daughter. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else she does. Uh, number two is where it breaks off. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, yeah, he was on SNL. Yes, he's been in a bunch of movies, but I was always just like, oh, it's that other guy uh, from some of those okay versions of SNL, but he's awesome as Ted Lasso and it totally, f- and he created it as, it was like a, he started off as a skit on like when soccer came to like NBC or something. Yeah, he was and the coach that. of
0: Tottenham Hotspur, right? Yeah. And then and then he made a series out of it.
2: Yep. And uh, number one, Anya Taylor-Joy from The Queen's Gambit. She carried that whole show. She was great in it. And uh, she was also Magic, which I haven't seen New Mutants yet. But um, I've heard good things about that performance as well. So Anya Taylor-Joy is my number one breakout performer. She, she
1: would have been my number one. As, or she she is my breakout performer of the year. Yeah. For Jeez. Queen's Gambit and Magic.
2: She's awesome. Just the, the look she gives when she goes to make a move. Like the you know the hand thing and the eyes. It's just her eyes need to get a contract. Um for you know acting just like uh like uh you know Eugene Levy's eyebrows.
0: So uh You mean like an insurance policy? Yeah,
2: something like that. Um we're the last one. The last one yep. Entertainers oh of the Year.
0: Entertainers of the Year I can um I can go ahead and go first. Do it. And yeah. Okay, sorry, I saw something else there. Uh my honorable mention I, I I'm contractually obligated to mention him every year is one Gino Moreno. <laughs> the most active man in music. Deftones, Crosses, check out the new Crosses stuff. Just absolutely amazing. Number five is going to be Jamie Foxx, Soul and Project Power. He has got uh, nothing but amazing amazing things planned going forward. Number four, A Breath of Fresh Air, one John Krasinski. Helped a lot of people get through. Number three, Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country and The Five Bloods. My number two is going to be Jordan Olds, aka Guarcinio Hall, from Two Minutes to Late Night. Uh, that was another thing that got me through 2020. He had a lot of his friends in music do a lot of really cool different covers of songs as well. Always look forward to seeing those. My number one entertainer of the year is Mr. Killer Mike. He is one half of Run the Jewels. He has also done a lot in the um, field of just human rights activism. Uh, he's he's uh, he's an awesome dude. He's had a great year, uh, not only entertaining, but also just being a good dude. Mm. Those are my five entertainers of the year. Who's going next? Let's
2: see. Uh, Rob.
1: I had one. And (laughs) it. uh, When I think back on it, I'm like, God, it really seems like it really seems like he was in more than what I can actually remember him being in. It seemed like he was in everything. But off the top of my head, I can only think of two. And that's Pedro Pascal.
2: Okay. Three. What was the third one? Uh, he was actually in that uh, children's superhero movie I told you about.
1: Oh, was he really? Okay.
2: The uh, um, We Can Be Heroes, which I did not know until last night.
1: So it was that Wonder Woman and Mandalorian?
2: Yes. That's, that is your one? That's my one. Okay. So I'm, I'll go here. See, I'm torn because, and this is a spoiler for me. I think um, I didn't like Wonder Woman. Um, and I don't know if I liked him in Wonder Woman. So I was teetering on putting Pedro Bascal as number five because I loved the Mandalorian. And I liked him in this children's movie that I watched last night. But I didn't necessarily like Wonder Woman. So I think I'm going to go with my number five as being Jamie Fox mm. from Soul and Project Power. Uh, number four, Pearl Jam, love the album, really love the live streams, and also uh, Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam fame did a bunch of, uh, released an album on Christmas, like a free album. And of course, they also did a, a bunch of live stream interviews and things like that. They did a, a creative, I think talking about creativity with uh, Lynn manuel which was really good. Uh, number three, I put him on there, I didn't really see much of what he released this year, but... As far as entertainment, um, I could not leave him off. Chadwick Bozeman. uh, it hurt. I was watching Bill and Ted; it hurt my, it sadly, it hurt my enjoyment of Bill and Ted a little bit because halfway through this fun, silly movie, uh, you've learned that the Black Panther died. Yep. So number no, three,
0: where it hurt as well.
2: Uh, number two, Dan and Eugene Levy,
0: yeah. Shits Creek. Oh my God, I just started watching that.
2: So, I started watching it too. The It's hilarious. And apparently it's one of those few shows that knew it was at the height of its popularity. And they ended it anyway because they knew what story they wanted to tell. And apparently they stuck the landing. And number one. Number one entertainer last year. Number one entertainer this year. John Favreau. With all of his stuff he did on The Mandalorian. And some of the groundwork he's forming for other shows. Congratulations. Um, you've won my entertainer of the year for two years in a row. So, John Favreau, you are not eligible next year. I don't care what <laughs> you do. Doesn't matter. No. So that was 2020. Positive and the uh, private resorts. Ugh. God.
0: <laughs> Never again.
1: I didn't think private resort was as bad as some of the other bullshit we watched.
0: I don't know. I didn't. It was. It was awful. I felt pretty It dirty was still watchable. an awful movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't. It was still a watchable movie, even if it was cringeworthy at
2: parts. You said parts, and I thought you were going to say farts. Yeah, farts would have probably been a little bit higher if I remembered it. And I wrote it down, too. I just somehow forgot. Farts was definitely
1: the worst thing that we watched all year.
2: That should have been higher up on my list. So anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening all throughout 2020.
0: Thank you guys uh, so much for all of your support. and look forward to, again, like I said previously, uh, providing a lot new, more new awesome content for you guys. Look out for that stuff soon. And can't thank you enough. Thanks for getting us through. Good morning, good afternoon, and happy 2021.
1: Thank God 2020 is over.